This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. man who dares to waste one hour of time has not discovered the value of life. Those were the words of Charles Darwin. And right now, in this moment, if we really think about it, those words are true as we reach the point where a year ago, Stag's hopes and dreams of promotion were fading away as the man and his dodgy mate who promised it all left for China via Peterborough. Alas, a few days later, a new man arrived in town with a philosophical book of quotes and a head and heart full of ambition and dreams. What unfolded over the final 12 games wasn't pretty, but over 12 months, well, that's a different answer entirely. With 12 games to go this season, time now seems to be on our side. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast, where this week, as the Stags get back to winning ways with a 1-0 win over Forest Green Rovers, boss David Flitcroft believes that focus is imperative as Cheltenham come to town on Saturday. It is really important that this group of players, our team and our squad, focuses on what it means to represent Mansfield and what it means to, if we come off them values, we're not as competitive and we're not as we're not as bright with a ball, you know. So it's a real focus on on what what we're going to offer the game, and and the lads respond to that. And and I enjoy watching when we're in full flow, and what I enjoy watching us as a team. We also hear from defender Getting Jones to find out how he's settling into the squad, and of course we'll reflect on the power of time. Plus, we'll take your comments and questions in the live feed on the show for the fans, by the fans. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast. of that kick on time and going taking teams to the sword going scoring more goals going maximising every opportunity out on the pitch the players are certainly up for that Maximise every opportunity cherish every second and keep on believing that in 12 games time Mansfield Town will be a League One club. What a difference a year makes. Tonight on the Mansfield Matters podcast, 
we look back at the last 12 months and those last 12 games of last season and ask did any of you believe that we'd be where we are now when we were there then if that makes any sense I'm sure it does (laughs) alongside me to try and make sense some sort of sense of that of course we've always got Cam Felton and Nathan Edge very good evening to you both how are we this week good fantastic and just to clarify a little argument as well something you might pick up on during the course of the show here at Mansfield Matters we believe or I believe very much in superstitions now last week the eagle eyed amongst you may have noticed that we didn't have any biscuits we then won on Saturday I've got no biscuits because I've not been shopping yet this week things are pouring in Craig's house forget Red Nose Day think about Red Craig Day let's get, get that started I have no biscuits again Cam said I've brought biscuits and we me and Simon in the group chat said no leave your biscuits at home forget your biscuits because last week we won and we didn't have biscuits so if we lose on Saturday I'm blaming Cam for thinking about bringing biscuits that's fair Nate right, right? Yeah? If, we, if we lose are we allowed biscuits again yes come on child no 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 well let's uh, look back on uh, last weekend to start off with then as always if you're watching the live stream do get your comments in below have your say on your team this is the show for the fans by the fans why well because Mansfield matters get your comments coming in now uh, we want to hear your thoughts on Saturday on that new-ish system and the changes which were made. We also want to hear your thoughts um, on uh, on a year of Dave, a year of de- a death by a thousand cuts, a year of being galvanised, and uh, all of the other things in between as well. Get your thoughts in right now. Let's go back, though, to... Um, last weekend Forest Green at home we were coming into the game on the back of two defeats we needed to sort of re-spark our season and it was a first half performance Nath which to be fair we should have probably been eight or nine up shouldn't we thought we needed um, you know, we, we, we all said it we just needed a response especially from the the Derby Day disappointment and um it was going to be a tough one. We you know, come up against the Forest Green side, who are a, a fantastic footballing side, and uh, yeah, at that point, I think they've won seven on the bounce away from home. So they was on, you know, on, on an incredible away form record. Uh, so it was never going to be easy. So uh, to go out and play like we did in the first half was was fantastic. And then overall, for me, I mean, obviously winning is massive, but keeping a clean sheet is even bigger. So. I don't think we haven't kept a clean sheet since uh, Crawley at home, so um, and that's probably the first one clean sheet in many. So sorry, yeah, in, in a lot of games. So that for me is probably the most important thing for us. It's one of those in Cam where, as Nathan said, the clean sheet is is very important because that's the foundation of what has made Mansfield good this season. So getting that in place gave us the foundation to push on. Oh, definitely. I think it's even more positive that we had a good performance on Saturday and the fact that. This Saturday we've got the returning Ryan Sweeney, I believe. We have, yeah. So that's another 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 strength to add to the squad. Fair enough, we're going to be without Tyler, which is a big miss. But I think I think it gives players that maybe not had a chance or were unfortunate in the last few games that they didn't get a goal or whatever to go out and prove themselves a bit more uh, and really stake a claim for their place in the in the 
in the crucial running. I think what made it for me, Nath, was the fact that David Flickcroft changed systems. He sort of held up his hands a little bit and, and said things weren't going quite right in the 3 4 one, two. He changed it, especially in the first half. Now, no doubt there'll be some arguments to, to what it was, but for me it was a 4-2-3-1 with a flat back four defensive midfield partnership of Bishop and Bishop Junior and then you had the attacking three slash slash four almost sort of four two four at, at times but having that back four and having that change in system not only sort of gave us something to, to build on but also got the best out of some players who have not necessarily had the greatest of uh, weeks lately well, I think we we we've mentioned it, haven't we, in the last few um, few podcasts? And maybe maybe old Dave's been watching. You never know. But um, we said that a system probably needed to be changed, and not because the old system wasn't working. It was more the fact that due to the squad that we have available, the players that were available, you know, we've got suspens- so many suspensions and injuries and stuff. You know, we we just <coughs> couldn't play the players that we wanted in their strongest positions. So it was it needed to change. It was it was uh, clear to see that. Uh, at Newport and at, at Knotts and, and and you could even argue at sort of half of the games in the earlier fixtures as well. So um, you know it was a it was good. It was a bold move that he went to do it, and it's you know paid off, which is obviously the most important. Do thing. you think it was not only covering our weaknesses, but it also gave us chance to? Well, we finally saw the CJ of old. He really impressed me on Saturday. Finishing wasn't quite there, but there were some tough chances, but. It really started to look like the CJ that we know, the player that had gone missing the last, I have to say, near enough month. Well, I said it last week, didn't I? That's, we, we've he sort of um, we've got used to sort of seeing him playing that defensive role, and he would have got used to that himself. So because he's been so focused on that, and he said that in one of his press conferences as well that you know it's a different game. He has to think so much more defensively when he's in that role. You know, we don't. He's got out of the habit of going forward, and he sort of you lose form through that. So pushing him further up the pitch, it's getting him back into what he used to do. And the more he's there, and I think you know, hopefully he'll be there again on Saturday. I'm pretty sure he will now with the Tyler situation. Um, you know, I think the more he's up, further up from the more the, the more we're going to see the back, to, you know, the whole CJ we used to see. Roger in the comments says CJ had a much better game, ran them ragged in the first half, stakes really scoring the first half, but get the goals in the second. And I agree with you. So I think for me, one of the best performances CJ's had in in a long time. He really looked effective down that left left hand side. They really couldn't cope with him. They struggled to to cope with him at times and that was Mansfield's main outlet and I think for me looking ahead to Saturday I think we need to perhaps start with that 4-2-3-1 again keep CJ out on the, the left hand side bring somebody like a Jose in up top or maybe you know push Grant a bit f- further forward and maybe bring in McDonald to sort of play in that role behind and I think then we're going to really see an effective CJ Hamilton it doesn't matter whether you're playing on the left or on the right because Walker started on the right it doesn't matter where you are in that attacking four as long as you're comfortable in that position but CJ is far more effective up there isn't he oh definitely and I think it's it's not only is it CJ that's uh, sort of like forms picked up a little bit it's also the link up plays finally coming back we've obviously had a bit of a barren run where the link up plays not been great we've had we had a poor pitch at Newport, couldn't play the way that we liked to, couldn't get the build-up we wanted to. Not to count it, we were just being smashed pillar to post. But then we come out on Saturday and you've got Bish and Tomlinson and Grant getting the ball from the back and then 
getting Walker and CJ into these positions to be able to get an attempt on goal or to get a ball into the box or to have a shot. So I think the whole team's just starting to be a bit more confident now. They've had we've had us blip, we've had us two games. Let's Hopefully. let's focus now. Touch wood. <laughs> we've said that before, haven't we? No biscuits. <laughs> no more biscuits. Let's focus and we've just got to crack on and I think we just need to keep this positive mentality that the team had on Saturday. Just keep that going. Martin in the comments says, you're right, Craig, there will be some arguments over the formation. It was clearly three at the back throughout the game, in my opinion. Preston, Pierce, and Benning with Benning in the left central defensive position. I agree, but mainly after probably about half an hour, 40 minutes, maybe our second half. We cl- we definitely started with the back, back four for me because that's the way they, they trained. I watched them train three or four times last week we definitely trained Spy. in that yes I do work for Leeds United yeah. we definitely Ooh. we definitely started in, in that four but either way definitely second half we went to that back three and we were worried weren't we about Benning playing that left side centre half but to be fair to him he had a I felt a, a cracking game yeah and it's good if you can go in and, and, and fill him but like I say it's uh, you want to put players in their biggest strength position and uh you know, it's great if they can go and do a job, but doing a job isn't as good as um, being at the best, if you know what I mean. I won't, so. be, I won't be surprised if on Saturday we went back to the five at the back. Oh, the, yeah, the three, four, one, two. I think Sweeney back in and mm-hmm. Preston not suspended. It's, Mal, it's nailed on, isn't it? Mal did a, a, a satisfactory job, but you can definitely tell that Benning's best position is that further wide. Yeah, definitely. So... It was a good game overall, but I think we have got the ability to cover if we needed to, and I don't think we've got any suspensions on Saturday. We no, press, Tyler. no, obviously Walker out for two games for flicking the ones at the, ref, <laughs> the, the referee. Uh, obviously Preston are now, I believe, on eight bookings. I'm sure Martin will clarify in the comments. He, he will know that. Uh, I'm not quite sure my tracker... My, I don't. I, when I do my tracker, I don't do it for league games. I do it for all games. And so next season, I need to start being a little bit more like you're yeah. I need one. to sub categorise <laughs> this. Basically, I do it on a Sunday morning, and on Sundays I just can't be bothered, <laughs> especially <laughs> when we lose. Uh, but yeah, Preston on eight, I do believe. Uh, Bishop still on nine. Mal on eight or nine, but in two or three games time. It won't matter because those cards get wiped for the running. So, so me and Nathan were talking about this uh, before we came on, and we were talking about bookings, and we thought, well, fair enough, we need to get Bish through. We need Bish for the Lincoln game, so we can't get him suspended. We can't get anyone suspended for the Lincoln game, really. And we were thinking the scenarios that we could just do. Scenarios? Scenarios? Scenarios, okay. Someone's been listening to Dave, haven't they? Dave. Um, what what we could do like which players would get booked when we're done about trying to get Bish booked in Saturday's game yeah, and you were uh, our on about it which Bish there's two uh, now old Bish old Bish old Granddad Bish Granddad Bish but now we was actually on about it we were saying obviously it, you know, it would be a blow to lose him but I've, I've been saying this for the last seven weeks he seems to be, he's been on these nine yellow cards for a hell of a long time and actually he must have come through five, six, seven games now without picking up that yellow. Because I, I was worried about him missing the Notts County game, and it, you know, here we are past it, and he still hasn't picked up that that yellow card. So actually, 
I think, and don't quote me on this, but I think their wives just before the Crawley game. So. Well, I've got I've got confirmation from Martin here. He's, he's been in touch to, to let us know. Thanks for that, Martin. Bishop and Preston on nine. If they can abo- avoid being booked in the next three games, they will avoid oh, the suspension. Yeah. The cut-off for suspension is 37 games. Uh, in the season obviously uh, as well let's uh, just a few comments coming in I don't want to miss them as I always do uh, it's a really good talking point obviously full debut on Saturday for Willem Tomlinson um, Sai says good evening by the way Sai I don't know which which arm you're typing with because you've got a baby in each arm so you sort of typing with your teeth typing I don't know. probably yeah. do a better job sorry Sai don't want to joke shots fired coming from the blind one oh dear um, he says how good was Tomlinson on Saturday apart from the tackle near the end where he had, where if he'd connected he'd been off but overall very good Roger agrees and says Tomlinson had a great game him and Bish have a great partnership um, what do you make what did you make of uh, Willem Tomlinson on Saturday I mean we've not really seen much of him I think I agree with the thing about the tackle he was clearly tired and frustrated and then did it? Why did he decide to two foot fresh air? Was the elite or something? <laughs> he, he, made no, he injured was... himself. Out, he did injure himself. Well. He had to get oh, yeah. subbed off. No, he did, didn't he? That's hoping that Crazy. Too long, but maybe that was the whole adrenaline getting to him. Maybe for the the, the good game. But no, I think um, it's a fantastic thing to see a partnership, especially between him and him and Bish. And as Dave said, he's a sort of Bish junior, isn't he? And uh, to have one Bish in your team is is massive. But to have two is incredible. But like I said, we haven't really had a chance to see Tomlinson much, but one thing for me is that I noticed that when he did sign for us, we was getting a lot of uh, comments from Blackburn fans saying what a top player he is, so uh, that speaks volumes, I think, so um, that's, you know, I'm hoping he'll, he's not injured out or out for too long and he'll play a big part in the rest of the season. And I think the thing there is, as well is that he, having... Tomlinson alongside Bishop gave us that opportunity to change the shape, which is why I go back to the way it's the way for me it started with the four two three one mm. because he allowed them to to sit a little bit deeper and it made Mellis go further up. Yeah, it made him play better as well. Exactly, push Grant and push Walker and push Seizure and, and then in the second half it didn't affect it too much when it dropped to that three. Although we got caught down the left hand side, mouth side a little bit too much for my liking because we were trying to push a little bit too high. Do you know what I mean? We didn't really have anyone at wing back then. We sort of just left everyone forward trying to go for the goal, but the balance is there. But for me, those two alongside each other in a defensive role seem to work really well. And if you know, he can channel that of Bish can, then having two Bishes on your side is, is is brilliant, isn't it? Oh, definitely. And I think now that we we've actually, we've started to bring in good quality young players as well we obviously brought in Ryan Sweeney obviously on loan now permanent we started to plan ahead for next season and a lot of these players are players that can cut it at the division above obviously we'll 100% see some new faces in the summer whatever division we're in but we're most of this team could cut it at League One so I think it's fantastic that if we can build these partnerships now then we won't need as much time bedding in as much come come January eh, come January come August. Funny thing is time, isn't it? We'll talk more about the last twelve months uh, later on. But we'll, let's look ahead to Saturday. Obviously, we're talking about sus- suspenders. Tom uh, Barker asks: Is Sweeney? Uh, if Sweeney's back in, who do you leave out? Would you put CJ up front or do you use a Jose? I think he's definitely going to bring Sweeney back in. Um, 
I think he'd be probably crazy not to. I think he's been, other than Pierce, probably arguably our best defender this season. And one of the, for me, the highlights was was getting him on a permanent rather than keeping that loan. Because we were talking about that a lot. Yeah. Absolute class defender is going to go far in the game. Definitely going to come back in. Um, it's not which like will he's been injured either. So no, he's, you know he's, he's still going to be training with a, with a squad and playing behind closed doors or whatever. So he's still going to yeah. be match fit and everything. So I think I'll, he's got to come straight back in. Yeah, exactly. And I think having him back in there as well will give us that balance which we Ali alluded to a minute ago, Cam, which which we lacked in the second half when we went back yeah. to the three on that left hand side because Benning will go back there. But then the question is, if Sweeney comes back in into that position, where does CJ go? Are you leaving CJ on the left? Are you putting him up front to replace Walker? Is it Joe saying, what are you doing? If you're if you're Dave, what are you doing? Dah, stick him up front. Sticking him up front, Nath? That's where he's most effective. I, I, I get, I'd put him up there, but I'd still bring a Jose, a Jose on. I think we need to start with a who Jose. Do you, who do you drop then? I, I know, that's, that's a difficult question, and I don't really know the answer, but I think we need him up. We need CJ up there, for maybe, you know, maybe out out wide or I don't know but we need him up there but I still think we need somebody who can find the next and you know yes CJ's got a few goals but he's not you know he's not you can't rely on to put every chance away I mean I don't know if you can rely on Josie to put uh, every chance away but probably more chance he will than CJ so I don't know know. I I sort of felt on Saturday if he'd sort of come in same with Rose if he'd have been Fit that four two sat, three one. Sat a couple of rows in front of me. That four <laughs> that four two three one would would have been the game for them to to get the goals because the one thing we did like when we we're creating all the chances, I think we created the most we put in the most crosses we have done all season. We just lacked that person, that target man, that that person to throw themselves at the ball. To be honest, what I think we're probably going to need is probably. Grant to step up again because the, you look at the sort of goals that Walker's been getting lately they've all been sort of the poacher sort of goals and Grant has got a few of those since you know I think most of his goals obviously apart from the free kick they've all been those sort of following up chances that he's put away and without Walker being there to do it somebody else needs to have that same mindset of going in for those sort of chances and I know Grant probably will do it so I don't know it's a bit of a it's a difficult one isn't it which way to, to go with it it's, it certainly is a, a tough decision and one which I'm sure Dave will be will have been looking at uh, numerous times over the last couple of days or so, thinking about what he's going to do ahead of Saturday. Because it's it's all about focusing on one game, but it's getting that balance right. You you lose your top scorer through a moment of madness and doing something ridiculously stupid, and it, it could prove costly. But we've got the players in there that are capable capable of doing it I mean, what did you make of the, the Walker situation because it's really stupid thing to do but on the other hand and I don't I'm not condoning what he did whatsoever but giving him that two game rest will leave it with quick maths nine games to go when he comes back in Ten games to go when a game comes back in. Comes back in is quick math. Awkward, but with ten to go, a refreshed leading goal scorer to come back in hungry and ready to, you know, right his wrongs. That can only be looked at as a positive. Uh, see, when it when he does come back, it's it's Crawley away Tuesday night. Fair enough, legs might be a bit tired, but he's hopefully going to be fresh. It's a team that aren't doing all that well at the minute it's a team that you could probably look and think oh it might be able to affect that game 
and then it's also settling him back into the squad ready for the for the the big game on the Monday night against Lincoln. So I think it's I think it'll do him good, but I, he's done a lot better than I thought he would this season. You think young young striker not played much football um going to get agitated a lot and first sending off this season what the first one we've had no I mean I'm saying, no, 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 no. first Walker oh yeah yeah yeah. 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 so very rare it's, just... it's the first really stupid thing that Walker's done he's never really put a ridiculous tackle in but have you seen his new snood his snood his, I mean I love all things stags as you can see sorry Nate um, but <laughs> um, but he's got this new snood which is just a bit it's it's been boiling up for last week he's been wearing amber and blue snood anyway I, I digress <laughs> uh, Martin's uh, suggested his team uh, for Saturday let's uh, see what you guys make of this uh, back to the usual 3-4-1-2 Smith in goal obviously back three Preston Pierce, Sweeney uh, Jones Bishop Tomlinson and Benning Grant in behind a Jose and Hamilton Mellis missing out what do you make of that Nate? I'd probably agree with that to be fair yeah, um, yeah I mean if you can look at a drop in anybody I'd, you'd probably say the most inconsistent of, of uh, games in the has probably has unfortunately been Mellis so um, yes I'd agree with that and then you could say you know Mellis is a player that you is a great person, option to have on the bench to come on and change it if it's not going your way so uh, th- that's a decent shout I'd probably say what about, what about you Cam were you agreeing with that team selection yeah, I think I think that's that's the most probable one. Can't really think of any other way to change it. Be interesting to see who makes the bench. Yeah, <laughs> I think the bench is going to be the more interesting thing because what what well, do you do now? Well, exactly. I mean, Tom's just put. I agree with Martin. However, we will be very limited for options if we need to be bring someone off the bench. Is this where we're going to see? The chances for the young for the younger players, your Alistair Smiths, your Jason Laws, your Therese Sinclairs, I your Jimmy Knowles, who has been mentioned I think quite a lot. S- senior player wise, we other than those that are injured, we either play them or they're on the bench. We haven't really got anyone in. Well, there's, there there are no senior fit strikers. If you if you start with that team that Martin suggested, there are no f- senior fit strikers mm. out and out <laughs> goal scoring strikers on the bench. And we've got to start a Jose. You think? I think so because we've got no striker on the pitch if we don't. Unless you play Hamilton up on his own, which then leaves you an imbalance on the left, doesn't it? But yeah, and then I, do you I don't think a striker. I, yeah, I don't think CJ would be able to do it on his own though. No, I, I agree with that. I think that that team is what I think Flickcroft will be writing down on Saturday. It's just yeah. the the bench options. Which but I think it's quite an, you know it's it's quite an exciting thing in in a in a weird way. Obviously, we'd rather have a, a full fit squad, but. You know, uh, I've enjoyed seeing Graham come on throughout this season. You know, when he when he has come on, such a shame he's injured now. Yeah, isn't absolutely. It? Yeah. This, this would have been his chance, and uh, I actually believe that he probably would have took it as well. You 100%. know, he's, he's shown so many glimpses at West Brom away, etc., where he's shown his quality and uh, a real good run at it, which he would have got over the next uh, few games. Would have certainly been his chance. So, but unfortunately, he's out. So nothing we got to deal with. So it's, it's a chance for one of the other lads to. You know, to, to to have a go, and so it'd be inter- interesting to see somebody else come on. Do you think maybe now it might have been a bad idea to maybe let Angle go? Do you want me to hit him for you? Do you want me to hit him for you? I'd rather have a youth, youth team on than, than Angle. I'm just thinking, someone who's actually going to work hard 
and uh, actually try for the team and um, next you'll be saying bring back Amari oh, dear me that's an option <laughs> <laughs> that's no, an option I mean, that's an option if we really needed someone <laughs> but I think it was more to the point I wasn't trying to say like oh we should bring back Angle because I don't really think we should but considering the issues that we've had with strikers this season Amari's not been at it at all hence why he's either not been in team or out on loan he's not even getting the game at Brackley from what I can tell he's he's making the bench so anyway that's another topic for another time we've not had Davis that long for the games that he's been fit he's been injured 90% of the season to, to um, answer your question though like I know so obviously I have a dislike into Angle as uh, viewers will, will know and listeners <laughs> um, however let's just say any other striker for example I'd still say no because who would have thought we'd have been in this position like if we had another striker if we brought another one in on you know in January we probably would have said well we'd, we've got too many so um, yeah, it's impossible to predict you'd be out with this many players out so it's just something that we've got to deal with and we've, we've praised the youth team for so long uh, what they've done in the academy and we've, we've been doing so well so let, let's use them oh Cam's getting some hammer That's great I'm, I'm enjoying these comments it's Shelley, great shush uh, Shelley says she, gives the, she gave the reaction we said in the group chat earlier when Cam suggested biscuits which was no no and no Cam yeah. uh, Martin says uh uh, Ari Angle I watched the game the Lincoln game on Tuesday Lincoln were awful up front and still didn't bring Angle on uh, Roger says sorry but Angle no and Craig says no Cam leave now you are never coming back <laughs> it, w- it wasn't that I don't bring back Digby this is no this could right can we not go down there this is right let's yeah. just focus on the striker thing let's bring it back to what some about strikers Let's bring this back to some form of sense, which no, you were about angle. That's right. Yeah, exactly. I've got. I've lost. He's found me for words. I think if we're bringing a serious look on this, we, tonight we are. In a minute, we're going to look at the the past twelve months and how things have changed. And one key difference in that is the unison between the academy and the first team, and how Flickcroft has brought those together. And the, the fact the training between the two of them, the, the under twenty threes are training at the one call a couple of days a week. They have been at the RH and they've seen a lot more of them working with them. And those players are not just making the numbers up in training and there to play a game to look at things like shape. Yeah, they'll get used for that. But there are five, six of them who are being taken aside after training by Flickcroft with his arm around them and saying, "This is what you need to do. This is what you need to improve." And I would put money right now on probably Jason Law if I was to pin money on anyone coming in and taking that chance because the way he's developed and the way he seems to be around the changing room and with Flickcroft seems to be 100%. So why are we sitting talking about bringing, keeping hold of this player, bringing back this player when the whole point of development is to bring players through we always moan we'd bitch and moan and say oh we're not using our academy enough that's because we're not given the chance now is the chance and what better way to learn to swim than in the deep end yeah. get that in your book Dave <laughs> <laughs> that's a post-match interview on, on Saturday mate if that goes in just say if any kids drown <laughs> if any of your kids drown because you've told them to swim blame him 
That's not on. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on, mate. It's, it's, it's not linked at all to Mansfield Matters as well, just to get out of there. So when you're in jail with him. You are on about swimming, though. So. Yeah, carry on, mate. Anyway, so about, can we talk about. Can we <laughs> ignore him? Can we just. Can we go back to just Sorry, me and you for a week? Hang on. Yeah, why not? Yeah, to me, anyway, to be honest. Um, I don't know what I was about. Yeah, I, I, I just think. Um, yeah, youth team. Like we, we we keep saying it, we we want to see them integrated, and you know, often we say we don't know what level they're at, but you know they've done what they need to in the in the youth alliance leagues and cups and whatnot. You know, they've been winning trophies, winning leagues, whatever. Um, so we know they're good at that level. Now we just don't know what they're like at first team level. But there's only one way to find out, and that's by testing them and put them into it. And you know, let's be honest, it's we, yeah we. We we're relying on them, so uh, what better opportunity when we actually need them? We you know, really need them to, to give them an opportunity, and let's see how they do. If it, if it, you know, if it doesn't work out, then well, that's just how it is. We we tried, but uh, we haven't got any other options. So I'd much rather see one of our youth teamers come in than uh, I don't know go out for a free agent or. You know, gets one at the angle in the building. Uh, Martin says, "I guess the young striker Knowles might be on the bench on Saturday in place of Alistair Smith. Obviously, as the club nominated player, uh, I saw him at Bournemouth. I recall him hitting the bar. He's certainly one that's caught flick cross eye ever since they've sort of come back to the one call over the last couple of weeks. So, I managed, as I say, I managed to sort of peek through the, the fence and have a little look at training last week when it was half term, and I had the excuse to be outside on the, the grass for a week." Um, and he really impressed, scored a couple of goals, really tested the likes of Pierce, Preston, Sweeney uh, in those games and really, really stood out. He's been one who's, as Martin says, has stood out over the course of the season. So why not? And the important message, though, Cam, is, is to whoever comes in and gets that chance is, is to back them and not sort of get on the back, so to speak, because the, the tension now is, it is starting to not get to boiling point, but it's starting to simmer and bubble away a little bit. Yeah, I think... I think it would be good to get the youth tip players in, but we have got to remember they are still youth players. We've got to remember that they've not played League Two football before. They won't have played anything near League Two football, unless a couple of them have played reserve games before against other League Two teams. But it'll be something new for them. It's something that they'll have to get used to. So if a pass goes astray, big whoop. And he passes. Do you see Mellis put straight at game, and we yeah, don't know. He never gives the ball away. Well, yeah, factually, I, I think Craig says different. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, let's uh, move on. Obviously, we're talking about the situation of putting a young player on the bench all because Tyler Walker got himself stupidly sent off on Saturday as the uh, Stags beat Forest Green by a goal so he was the name credited for the goal although watching the replays you can clearly see it went in off the lad who had a massive ponytail but either way a goal's a goal and that's what counts at this stage of the season I don't really care if it comes off the stand and it comes bobble out and goes in um, let's hear from boss Davey Flickcroft speaking early today as he reflects on that Walker sending off and who might step up to the plate as the Stags host Cheltenham on Saturday at the Wonkall Stadium here's boss David Flickcroft it's a blow listen if I, if I could sit here and tell you that you know we're great we'll just move on and, and everything will be great but Tyler understands what he's done uh, very remorseful you know it's, it's totally out of character and out of sync for the person he is and um, we, we put it behind us we've, uh, we've, we forgive him and um, you know he's trained brilliant with us this week, so we're without Tyler. But um, now it's a case of he has been a talisman this season, 
uh, we've challenged you know the rest of the squad now to step up in his absence to um, to make sure that from a forward point of view that uh, you know we get goals from round the pitch. Thought Gethin was close to scoring maybe two three on Saturday. You know his adventure on getting high up the pitch. Uh, we've put more crossing than we've done all season. Um, on Saturday so there was a real intent to go and hurt Forest Green which we did for staff uh, without that goal you know and it's just making sure now from a coaching aspect that we we get players in goal scoring positions and um, now without now we're without Tyler so uh, yeah it's it's probably not an individual thing it's more of a team thing that that I as a manager is responsible for and got to make sure that we get our players in them goal scoring positions and uh, you know that's something that you know we're doing on the training ground and we have this week I've said that to the player all the players it's a big opportunity every game now is a big opportunity and, and Nick is no different you know he's he's come here he could have he could have sat Charlton played probably the last five six games of the season um, he wanted to come. He wanted to make an impact. He wanted to show everybody what you know what a good player he is, and, and he's he's got out of the comfort zone to come to Mansfield, you know, and, and try and help us, you know, gain promotion. I think I've put the challenge down to all the players that it's really important we uh, have the responsibility of filling big boots in, in Tyler's absence. Boss David Flickcroft there speaking uh, after, uh, this morning at the uh, press conference. Don't worry, that beeping sound you heard wasn't the, f- the smoke alarm going off here. Uh, I'm not cooking, that was last night. It was the actual fire alarm at the One Call Stadium going off this morning when the press conference happened. Some people left the building, some people didn't. Uh, anyway, but th- I can confirm that David Flickcroft is alive and well. Anyway, uh, moving on, we talk about uh, David Flickcroft there. He's talk- looking at options. He basically said, as he always does, we need to be unified. And that's one thing he has done over the last 12 months because this time last year we had no manager um, the cowboy and the dodgy one had uh, disappeared to China via P- via Peterborough and we were unsure over who was going to take over uh, a year tomorrow Dave came into town on a sleigh because it was about 20 foot deep in snow at the one course stadium and then the journey began really didn't it I mean the last 12 games of the season didn't quite go to plan in fact it went horribly wrong but the last 12 months it's been an absolutely different story so we've just started a a poll on our live feed has David Flickcroft won you over because it's fair to say in the summer and during those 12 games there were big questions asked we held an SOS podcast on the Sunday to save our season Um, a lot of us were sort of in disbelief as what was happening but has David Flickcroft won you over there are only two options on this vote yes I'm what's the word yes I'm God's sake yes I'm galvanised or no uh, they're your options are you galvanised yes or has, has David Flickcroft Gal- won you over galvanised Nate? Yeah, he's galvanised me. He's galvanised me as well. But uh, what I really want to know from uh, from the two of you is how important is it and how much of a key fact has the patience which John and Carolyn showed in him in that time, how much of a factor has that had on where we are now? I think when Dave came in, I think it would have been a... We want promotion ideally this season but if you don't do it don't worry 
because I think some of the performances we did were, were abysmal and tail end of last season we, we were shocking we didn't deserve to be where we were so Forest Green away anyone? Mm. Uh, cr- crew at home awful we were 4-1 down at half time so stupid we broke the live stream no, sorry. No, all good. No. Um, and you just think this this time last season, you think, oh, we're, we're, we'll we'll be all right. Dave will come in. We we'll get there. We'll get there. Nope. Jeez, we. I think I think the the, the first game against Lincoln was a was a, a definite case of new manager syndrome. You come in, have a decent game, got a pot for rest of, rest of games. And I think it gave us a little bit of self-belief and then just got shot down in flames quite badly. So I don't think Radford will put too much pressure on Dave and, and, and Futch to come in and perform miracles. Because you say, oh, a great manager can manage any team, but it's a little tosh. If it's not your team, you can't play the way you want. You can't play the style of football if you've got, not got players that are wanting to play football just quite happily sat down here at League 2 earning a wage then you're not going to get anywhere what do you think has changed the most Nathan what what has, has changed dramatically in your opinion from where we were a year ago to where we are now again with 12 games left to go I think just getting the right people in the building you know I think the recruitment has been been great um, I think we've got rid of the people that we needed to do um, you know, there was, there, was, there was no hiding the fact that uh, one of the things that Dave felt strongly about was that the the uh, balance in the squad wasn't right with the attitudes and you know, never mind the ability on the pitch. It was the attitude and the wages and so much things. And it's just that to me is exactly what happens when you have a Steve Evans team. It's been it's happened where every club he's been to. So uh, you know, I think. I think we all knew it deep down, but didn't want to believe it. We wanted to hope that you know that wasn't going to happen with us, but it did. Uh, so he had he had a mess to clear up, and I feel like we should have got promoted last year. It was a failure. I don't. I disagree with Cam a little bit. I don't think John Radford and, and Karen would have said, "Oh, if you don't get promotion, don't worry." I, I think they would have brought him in to get promotion, but I think they would have looked at at the end of the season and said and, and realised everything, took everything into, into considerations and gave him more time and believed in his philosophy and and backed him. And I think because of our patience, which has not been done uh, further further down the road in Knotts, for example, uh, you know we're stuck with our manager and it's uh, absolutely paid off. Apologies if you're having a few issues with the uh, live stream at the moment. Just keep refreshing it and it will come back uh, slowly but surely. Clearly, the internet doesn't love me today. Uh, anyway, uh, keep going on that. Obviously, you, ma- you mentioned, you made a great point there, Nathan, about obviously the change in the squad. Um, Rob has been in touch and asks how many of Evans' signings are still at the one call? Cam, can you think of any off the top of your head? I can think of. In terms of in the starting lineup, oh, the starting lineup. In the starting lineup, I think the answer is none. Two. Maybe one, two. two. Bish, Malice. No, Bish no, was Bish was Dave. Oh no, Malice Bish was Dave. Dave. Malice. Malice was Evans. And that's it. That's it. Which says a lot, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, you can even go deeper than that. Forget about the the first team going to the squad, and what you probably only got a couple more. Atkinson's one, isn't he? Yeah. Um, or Mari. And then 
was uh, Bobby Lesnick. Yeah, one, Bobby, which is probably Bobby and only, Conrad. Yeah, only, yeah. So they're probably the only good player in Brawl. And Hayden White. Hayden White. Yeah. So there's there's a, there's a few. All right. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I think you look at the grand you know, the scheme of things, and you, that that speaks volumes, doesn't it? Um, of the, the 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 mess that he actually had to clean up, uh, and I think he's done it well. Um, you know, and the players the players have brought in. Every single there's not. I wouldn't say I can't think of a disappointing player. Okay, bar probably Macca. Davis. Macca, yeah. Carry on. Yeah, so I, just, <laughs> I can't think of a disappointing player that um, Flick Cross brought in. Really, bar Davis. I mean, Khan's yet to prove himself, but uh, you know the rest have been absolutely you know amazing signings in, in my in my view. I think the thing is there. You're not every single signing is not always going to go uh, to plan because it. The season pans out differently. Obviously, if Khan didn't get a knock early doors or and missed didn't miss those games, um, it might it have been was, a different it player. Was, it was on a decent run form until he got injured. So, mm. <clears throat> if Davis had not been in, constantly injured, he might have had more of a run and might have contributed with a few more goals. We might have changed the shape. Things might have it's been all a lot different. Buts, it's, it? buts, yeah. it's a long season. That's that's the thing you can't predict. Things like Elegnik's injury, you can't predict. So things like Rose getting clattered, having to eat through a straw for for six months or whatever. You can't predict Hayden might get his leg broken. You can't predict Dave saying, actually, no, you can predict Dave saying, Galvanise, sorry. Absolutely, it's a given in every It's a given. <laughs> but I was just going to say, I was probably being a bit harsh there on Card and Davis. Obviously, like like you say, it's, you know, without the injuries, they could have been very different players. So, um, you know, it, it affects players in different ways. So, um, yeah, I was probably being a bit harsh there. So yeah, <laughs> uh, Daniel says Christian Pierce and Mel Benning as well. No, they were Murray signings. Yep. Uh, yeah. And Danny Rose was a Murray signing. It's as amazing well. that um, our best players are. Uh, I know Murray signings and interesting. Brought in a shoestring as well. Yeah, and brought in a shoestring. Yeah, Pierce and Benning were already in the building before Evans. Uh, and they were signed by Murray. CJ was and a, CJ. CJ yeah. was a con- was a conference player on loan from Sheffield United at Gateshead. Pierce yeah. were playing at Torquay in the conference in the national at the time. Yeah, Benning, Warsaw, they were playing Warsaw. division so division higher. We've brought in some higher quality and some conference players. You think when Christian Pierce came in, you think, oh no, this was when we were buying conference players every season. It's like, oh no, not another one. And now look at what he's turned like, out to be what, a real true leader, yeah. captain and legend, captain. chief. Utter legend. Um, it's Callum's put an interesting comment. I don't want to go too far off on a tangent, but he says it's always interested me how much how much better Murray could have done with a bigger budget, which is an interesting yeah. interesting thing. We could it? sit here all night and talk about that one. We could, and we could probably get Murray on the phone. No, let's not <laughs> do that because I know. Uh, let's let's move. On. Let's continue talking about the, the transformation of that. How important. Has it been that the fans have brought into to what he wanted to do as well? Because back end of last season, there was a lot of hurt and anger, wasn't there? But I think early in pre-season, it was clear to see what we were trying to trying to build. And as regrettable as the Sheffield Wednesday game incident was, it wasn't a nasty thing to have. But it almost sort of unified us a little bit, didn't it? And galvanised us, didn't it? Yeah. You had to say it, didn't you? Didn't you? Bonus point. But no, it's it's horrible. But yeah, it is. It, it takes the worst of someone to bring out the best in others. And 
it, it just shows the togetherness and it shows the 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 cool collectiveness of Dave and um, you think he just literally when it all kicked off he literally ran on and dragged KP off because I think, I think KP will probably just deck Forest here to be honest it's uh, certainly an interesting one we just so, published sorry carry on but yeah so it, it, bring, it brings the team closer together and I think I think we're seeing the benefits of having a close knit team and I think last season we'd got too many too many names in a dressing room instead of instead of too many Mansfields in the dressing room it's uh, certainly always is the case you have to be unified for the name on the front of the shirt and not the name on the back of the shirt uh, 91% of you uh, who voted on our poll uh, says that David Flitcroft has won you over and has galvanised you on Saturday he leads the team out once again uh, to celebrate a year in charge of the Stags as we face Cheltenham no easy game at this time of the season no point trying to look too far ahead when he came in it was 12 against time because time was against us and having to rebuild and go new ideas this time we've put the work in time does seem to be on our side but again there's no easy games and another chance where under 18s can come for three and eighth we've seen attendances slowly but surely rise it's imperative now that that number continues to grow and that noise level that noise factor and feel good factor continues to stay isn't it especially at this end of the season you know it could you know be it could genuinely be the difference again you know getting behind your team uh, we've seen it so many games I'll you know reflect back to uh, Stephen away for example one nil down at half time uh, but we never stop singing. Singing? Singing. <laughs> I've got a cam syndrome here. Never stop singing throughout the whole game, and uh, you know, and, and it helped us turn it around. So, getting more numbers in, uh, hopefully putting a good for, for good performance, and hopefully, obviously, getting three points. That's a, a massive must at this at this point of stage. At this, for God's sake, this stage of the season. Um, and yeah, so creating a good atmosphere. I, I think it's another great offer that we're doing. And let's hope um, you know we do attract a few more fans that want to come for the last last few games of the season that we've got at home. Since since it is a year of Dave, I want to put a question to you. What do you think has been the most crucial game that Dave's been in charge for, as a whole, or as like this season? How much, how important it was, like whether it was a game that we've turned around, how important it was to win or whatever. That's a tough question, Nate. So are we focusing on this season? Yeah, give us some parameters yeah, to this. This, se- this season. This season. Okay, so I can't say chess by the way last season because I enjoyed that one. <laughs> um, I, I, this season, I mean, there's a few in there that you could probably pick out as key moments this season. Obviously, Colchester away. Coming up against a team like that, um, you know, away from home, it's a long way from home, uh, you know, to, to come out there and win uh, was a massive thing and I think that you know, gave us a lot of belief although we didn't necessarily go on a good run after that as such but um, it's, it's things like that coming together when things aren't going your way and still bring, bringing out results like Stephen is away okay we played well throughout the well I think pretty much all the game apart from the goal uh, but again we come from behind away from home where some in previous years we probably would have rolled, o- rolled over and, and lost so those games for me are the you know, standout ones and it should have been not County as in the biggest game but we all know what happened there so let's forget about that one Accrington at home for a number of reasons because even though it was still early in the season we'd had that 12 games at the back of last season which was still 
in our minds a little bit and we were still a little bit hurt and disappointed by that and we'd seen attempts to try and change the formation and things like that and we were a little bit concerned in those first couple of weeks that it wasn't quite going to work with the results yeah we beat Newport but then we didn't do so well and the Accrington game came round and we thought this is a good chance to pitch ourselves now against a team that won promotion last season and a team who historically at the one course stadium we don't do well against did we go one nil down in that game as well yep yeah so to go to go one nil down early doors and we all thought here we go and then to respond the way we did and score six in the manner we did the way we played football the way we never stopped running was fantastic and it gave us that springboard to say collectively as fans this is where Flitcroft has got us this is where this is how good we could be over the course of the season We're, we could be onto the cusp of something good but also for the Danny Rose situation because all of that had got so toxic it was horrible to sit and watch and those relationships and you talk about sort of players leaving players not getting chances and things like that at that time was it could have made or it could have made or broke the dressing room but to see Rose come on do what he did score early get the reception he did and get that off his back and sort of break down those barriers and then celebrate and you know unite with Flickcroft the way he did afterwards that said we are not letting outside factors people who aren't in jobs anymore um people who like pies and tax evasion um people who you know we're not letting You're not out hardy, are you? no um, <laughs> I didn't say put pictures on Twitter uh, people who like to fire arrows and pull the rug from under our feet we're not letting them get at us this season and to have that feeling early doors was magnificent and to say that with 12 games left in the position we are that that's a good feeling to have and that n- niggling doubt that you get it's 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 there but it's sleeping and it's quiet and it's the fact that we've got that belief is it, it, I go into a Saturday thinking not arrogantly thinking we're going to win but thinking we're together enough to get through it for me that doubt's there but for a different reason it's not because of the the management or the players or the, the attitude or anything like that it's just simply down to our look of injuries injuries and suspensions I think like you know the next uh, 12 games you know, unfortunately, we've got a we've we've probably got the most difficult running of anybody any other teams around at the moment, simply because of the condition that we're in at the moment. We're missing key players. That's that's the only reason. So I just hope that we can come together, which I know we will. And I just hope we have enough to get over the line. But that's the only doubt. There's no other doubt uh, that we had last season. That's the only thing that for me is the only worry at the moment. It all starts with the visit of Cheltenham on Saturday to the One Course Stadium. Without further ado, let's hear from boss David Flickcroft again as he shares his thoughts on facing Cheltenham at the One Course Stadium on Saturday. The manager could have stayed safe and stayed in an academy job. Uh, another good young manager has, has come into the league and... Um, He's, he's given them an identity. Um, they play a similar system to us, but he's given them that identity and, and he's, he's stuck with that. I thought they were excellent against us, I really did, and uh, we had to fight hard to, you know, to claw, the, claw the game back. Like I've always said, it is really important that this group of players, our, our team and our squad focuses on what, what it means to represent Mansfield and what it means to, if we come off them values, 
and we come off our work um, you know we're not as competitive and we're not as we're not as bright with a ball you know so it's a real focus on on what what we're going to offer the game and and the lads respond to that and and I enjoy watching when we're in full flow and what I enjoy watching us as a team I enjoy watching us compete um, I enjoy the fact that you know we've we've got the best defensive record I think that shows that 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 we've got good values in the team um, you know but now it's a case of that kick on time and, and going taking teams to the sword uh, going scoring more goals going maximising every opportunity out on the pitch and uh, the players are certainly up for that we've had a really good you know clean week um, sometimes doing a press conference on a Thursday I can give you more information and uh, you know it's been a, it's been a strong week uh, very competitive again and um you know the players have the players have responded. You know they, they've responded in a manner that I'd want them to. But there's an honesty with the group. You know there's uh, there's an honesty about their own performance. Um, as the as the team, they want to be a part of. You know winning a winning formula, a winning team, which they have done most most of the season. And again, you know our own form is is, is up there with the best. And uh, you know we've got to make sure that we we continue to do that. You know come three o'clock Saturday. Stakes boss David Flickcroft speaking early today to I Follow Stakes. If you want to watch any of those interviews in full, mansfieldtown.net forward slash I Follow is the place to be. Great value for money there as well. It talks about unity, it talks about togetherness and pulling through the tough times. There are no easy games, but the, the thing for me, Nath, now is making sure we don't get ahead of ourselves and look at the table and think we've done it because we haven't it's anything could change with 12 games to go it literally is one game at a time isn't it yeah and there's um you, you certainly can't look at the table and say and, and think like that because we've seen it in previous seasons it's all it always happens there's always a team beneath you that comes and sneaks in and there's always one that drops out so we need you need to be aware of that you need to be on your game for every game you, know, you can't look at it and you know, on uh, on Saturday, and think, well, you know, Cheltenham haven't got anything to play for because they're, I think, they're eleven points clear. Well, if we go in that attitude, then um, that's the wrong attitude to go in. With. You know, you, you, you're then setting yourself up to be to be rolled over. So um, you just got to go in and focus on what you're going to do yourself. That's what we've done most of the season, and you know, most times it's worked for us. So we've got to make sure we're on our game, and we've got to make sure forget about the other teams and what they've got to fight for or what they haven't got to fight for we've, just got to, we've, we've got to fight for one thing and that's promotion so and the way you've got to do that is by winning games so you go out there and uh, you know take them to the sword and, and go for it another opportunity as well to get youngsters down there on Saturday Cam why would you you were talking earlier it's been a good week this week for Mansfield Town memories because 50 years ago the West Ham game the commemorative mugs have been brought out uh, this week and things like that and people remembering that game and the first time they went to a Stags game and you were talking to us about what you treated yourself earlier because it's payday to FIFA 08 which we didn't quite understand and then you went it's because it's the last time that Stags were on the old FIFA and then so we were, we're talking about that and you were talking about watching us on TV and things like that when you are young as a lot of young fans will be now and they start coming to games for the first time if you leave a lasting impression on those fans those are the fans of the future those are the ones that are going to continue to develop the club and things like that 
what's your message to any youngster or any parent out there who perhaps doesn't bring the kids to games but maybe should start that tradition I think I was, the most important thing is we're not the Mansfield of old you think I'm just going to use myself as an example when I started following the Stags it was more year 05, 06, 07, 08 where we were starting to creep towards the, the trap door and the money issues started to come in and dodgy owners dodgy board and everything was going badly and I still fell in love with the club even then even through the hard times you saw players like your Richie Barkers your Mickey Bowlings uh, just slogging it out everybody. and if you want to hear their stories mm, head yeah. over to our website and uh, watch your trip down memory lane and legends live great series it's coming back in the summer but <laughs> I still came and watched and, and now it's the club's in a better place there's the fans are a lot better they're not there's not so much anger at the games anymore it's a, it's a happy atmosphere it's fair enough you have fo- sour moments in football but it's a good atmosphere it's a safe atmosphere the prices aren't that bad free tickets Definitely for kids there, yeah. <laughs> and there's no reason why not because we're not the same club anymore and you get a lot of fans who are like oh we don't want to watch Mansfield because it's Mansfield we're not the same club that we were 10, 15 years ago at all and we've got good owners good supporters a good team so and we're hoping to go finally start going places and if there's ever a season to start backing us then this is a season and it's fantastic that John and Carolyn and the board have put these things on like the the free kids tickets and um, the putting on things in the family stand in in the family room as well and just investing in the future because it's not only is it us lot sat around drinking tea talking about football week in week out it's some young lads aid a kickabout on the park with a Mansfield shirt on and then going to see a game and then not being able to stay away for the rest of their life. It's supporters of the future. It's 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 growing that young generation and and Dave being able to contribute that playing the young players of the future. And if they see young players of the future playing in the first team, that'll convince more Stags fans hopefully to to come and think oh I could play that one day I could be the next Stags fan uh, Stags player it's, so yeah we need, we, need, we need them to forget about the, your, your Liverpools and your Man United and don't swear and, and, and all of them that are on you know on TV that's the problem you know, a lot of them football's not about, a TV programme yeah but Correct. it is to it is to people these days that's, it is you know that's so getting them to the ground you know, a lot of football fans these days haven't actually experienced a football game in person and that's the issue so getting them to the ground getting them a feel for it you know they probably haven't even ever considered League 2 football before because all they've ever seen is Premiership that's all that's ever on TV so um, you know I think it's an opportunity to get them to the ground and actually the football we've played this year it's not like we're as you were saying there we're probably having the most positive season I know we haven't necessarily achieved anything just yet but you think about the season as a whole and we've played attractive football we've been winning games we've gone on unbeaten runs uh, the atmosphere's been great 90% of the time um, so you know it's something that those supporters would have never had experienced before and if we carry on doing that whether we go up or not the club is in the best place it's been for 
a decade, I'd say, even even over the conference days, because I was just you got Nekate watching watching that half the time, did its job. But this is different. This is absolutely completely different Mansfield Town. The beauty of the game is not experienced and not found or discovered by sitting in an armchair watching a fifty-two inch TV or watching it through an iPad. The beauty of the game is skipping school on a Tuesday night to go to Hartlepool away and wafting the smell of Bovril or going to Hayes and Yedding on a blaring red hot Saturday afternoon and seeing Tyrone Thompson put a beautiful finish into his own net. The beauty of the game is sitting with three of your mates on a Thursday night drinking tea talking about the highs and lows of a season. The beauty of the game is listening to what Gethin Jones had to say earlier in his press conference. They've all been really welcoming and obviously the staff have been really good to me and I've moved up here so I'm staying here three, four times a week with in the house with Ryan Sweeney so he's um, he's good as well to live with. All the lads are buzzing with how they've played this season and it's something I've really thrived off coming here. Um, obviously we first few games we played all right and then obviously we dipped a bit with some results but the performance we put out against Forest Green on Saturday is um, exactly what the, the lads are all about. Playing as a right wing back is something I really like to do to drive the with the ball forward but I'm, I'm really enjoying it. A few years back when I was at Evan, um, played there a few times but um, obviously the last two years I'd say been mainly right back but and I, I know how to play the position and the, the gaffer's been helping me quite a bit on how to, to play it the best kind of way. Come in and um, I know exactly how the lads play now and he's helped me a lot with different aspects I can I help the team out and obviously uh, on Saturday I had a few shots off which is not normally not normally like me but um, now nah, I was really happy with the performance on Saturday. Since I've come in straight away that's all the, the staff have been talking about, all the lads have been talking about and we just take it game by game and obviously we know we've got the quality to do it um, to get up to League One but we just need to do it week in week out. And we were disappointed with the last two games against Newport and Notts County but obviously coming to the game against Forest Green we worked harder than training pitch that week and we we went back to our roots and we played really well on Saturday and all the lads were buzzing, buzzing after the game. In Jones speaking to I Follow Stags early today, he's invested in Mansfield Town, he's got the bug since uh, moving in with Ryan Sweeney and investing in Mansfield Town and getting his chance, he's taken it. Could he be one of the players who in years to come when we look back has played a part in a promotion winning side? We're not getting ahead of ourselves because there's 12 games to go, starting with Cheltenham at the One Call Stadium on Saturday. Get yourself down there, under 18s do go free. Finally, from uh, you two tonight, reflecting on a year of uh, Dave, of course, um, and what Mansfield Town can potentially achieve this season. What's your defining thoughts on how Mansfield are? We've got in this position where we are. We've got these injuries, we've got suspensions potentially looming, but in your heart of hearts, do you believe that compared to where we were when Flickcroft took over with 12 games to go last season, and now where we are now with 12 games to go this season, that the balance of probability and the balance of positivity and hope has shifted back to a positive light? 100%. Um, like I say, you take out the... The injuries, which is like as, as, as I mentioned earlier, part of my only concern, you know, just with the depth of the squad at the moment. But you look at the season as a whole, and uh, as I alluded to just a few minutes ago, we've uh, we're playing probably the most attractive football we've played in in decades. 
we've um, everything is going in the right direction off the pitch as well as on the pitch. Uh, we've got, I think we've got a fantastic squad with the right sort of people in that squad, um, and I think we've got a lot to remember this season. There's been so many good performances, and I, you know, okay, we haven't been on it every game, but this is League Two. We, you know, you're not going to be on it every game, otherwise, you know, uh, we'd be, be you'd be ramping the league and be ten points clear by now. So. Um, you got to take the rough with the, with the smooth, and luckily it's been smooth for us. Um, and let's just hope we have enough now in the next 12 games to get us over the line. Yeah, fingers crossed that we do. And obviously, can it's difficult, isn't it? Because football changes. You can throw money at it, but sometimes it doesn't always work. Money doesn't buy you a league. Passion and commitment and hard work and determination does. And having faith in the manager that you put in charge. How different would it be if this wasn't all Mansfield Town stuff, if stags were magpies and these shirts were black and white? That makes you wonder, I think doesn't it? Out that window. The events this week do make you wonder, don't they? Make you appreciate a little bit more. It does, and you, you've got to feel a little bit for the for the Knots fans, you think, fair enough, they, they're our rivals, but the point is that they're football fans along with us and they don't have any influence over the club it's it's how the club's run by the board and the owner and they've been stitched up somewhat rotten over the last 10 years you have some dodgy owners that come in a bit like us pump the money in have a decent season don't quite get to where they want to the following season and give up and just let them rot and then, and then they get the hope again they get a, a, a relatively decent owner or they thought helps them get to the playoff semi-finals last season this season pumps even more money in title favourites rock bottom of the league now winding up petition put against them could be facing administration could be going out of business it's it's really football's a cr- really is a cr- cruel mistress. It re- it's it's tough on fans, but it's just where owners take you. And I think it's I think we're lucky that we've got John and Carolyn, and we there's been some questionable decisions that they've made, but we've as fans we've always stuck by them and stuck stuck with them through it all. And we're finally seeing, finally seeing something for it, and it, that's not only they're level-headed about everything; they're fantastic making decisions involving the fans. But then also we've got decent players in, decent staff in, that's gonna hopefully finally get us to where we wanted to be last season and that is what it's all about isn't it it's all about having patience and being approaching things from the top in a way where you run a business and you you look after things and you mold things in the right way but from the bottom and from the core which is always the supporters it's always remembering that they are at the heart of it but the fans do need to remember and give something back as well which is why it's great that these offers continue I'd say get yourself down there on Saturday under 18s go free um, obviously there are conditions with that as well in terms of younger ones needing to pay an adult but it's all great price it's all great and even if you can't make it on Saturday every week in the family block adult and a child 18 quid 
can't go wrong. And he, even if you make two, three games a season, come along, support the lads. No one's going to have a go at you for being a part-time fan or being an armchair fan or whatever. So what? Everyone has to... Everyone is... There's always a first. It's yeah. where you go after that first, which makes a difference. Victor says, I went to the West Ham game. I was uh, 14 years old at the time. Never forgot it. Those memories do last a lifetime. Uh, Mark Rickers says, no time to take our foot off the gas. Play every game like it's our cup final. Uh, Victor says, we're playing football that we've not seen in the last 15 years. Carl says, the beauty of the game is seeing like-minded supporters from other clubs getting behind their local team rather than watching the Premiership lot and being able to meet up and discuss the game together in a friendly manner. I genuinely hope we both go up uh, together from a Lincoln fan. Uh, and Rob asks, I think 15 different players have scored in the league so far this season. Is that a record? I don't know, that would be one that you'd have to ask Martin Shaw. I'm sure he would know that one. But either way, everybody is contributing to something and where we are now compared to where we are to where we were a year ago 12 months ago with 12 games to go does make you appreciate the value of time doesn't it it brings us all the way back to the top of the show and and what we said at the top of the show a man who dares to waste one hour of time has not deserved or has not discovered the value of life Flitcraft has discovered the value the value of hard work the value of appreciation and the value of determination and has got us to a place where we need to be Cheltenham on Saturday at the One Course Stadium under 18s go free also at Mansfield Town Football in the community if you've had a book, World Book Day voucher in your school this week we've got a pop-up bookshop for you to come and get a free book if you've got a voucher you can also buy books for just a pound so why not come and buy a football book and fall in love with the game even more and then come and watch the Stags fingers crossed get three points if they do Biscuits will stay banned. That's just about it for this week. I've been Craig Priest. Alongside me has been Nathan Edge and Cam Felton. Simon Mercer has been watching at home. As of you, you've also been listening. 12 games to go. It's still a long way on the road. But as we've learned tonight, time is a beautiful thing. Let's cherish it. And hopefully, in 12 games time, have something to show for it. Come on, you sags. Let's be galvanised again. See you next week, same time, same place. This is a show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because Mansfield Matters. And we'll see you at next Thursday at 6.30-ish. Good night. it's a case of that kick on time and going taking teams to the sword going scoring more goals going maximising every opportunity out on the pitch the players are certainly up for that away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for McDonald's maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com and there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the Pro Pilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. 
Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.